Obstructionist Radio presents The War Room, where we discuss tactics for strategic Christian living. Mighty Lord, extend your kingdom, be the truth with triumph crown. Let the lands that sit in darkness Welcome to the War Room. This is Bill Evans. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I've got Dustin Raynham on the phone from St. Paul, Minnesota. Dustin is a marketing specialist for Warner Electric, for 110 Marketing, uh, New City Times, and, of course, Reconstructionist Radio. So you're a busy man. Welcome to the War Room, Dustin. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, I'm always busy. It's good. And you're also a, a, a husband and a father of how many now? I have four. Uh, I was thinking about you earlier tonight, reading Acts 17, about how God establishes, uh, he determines the time set for man and the exact places where they should live. And this time of year, I'm really, really glad that he has not, uh, he doesn't have any living <laughs> in, in Minnesota. Oh, it's it's not that bad right now. It it just got down to 32. It was like 33, 34 for a while today. So it's, I'm I'm actually barefoot out of my office out back, Emma. It used to be the old, uh, the old garage for this house, and we bought it a year ago, and they converted, they built a new garage and converted this to a, an office, so it's fully finished. So heat, space heater, and it's still, still a little chilly, but it's, uh, it's nice. I'd rather be cold than hot. That's what I always say. So. Well, I was talking with, uh, I was with Gordon Runyon last night, uh, and uh, helping him celebrate the new year appropriately. And um, I was talking to Paul Michael Raymond today, and we were trying to, 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 you know, come up with, you know, uh, someone that would be really appropriate to speak with concerning, you know, what had been sort of on my heart. And at the beginning of the new year, uh, you know, we have so many amazing technological tools at our at our uh, disposal, and yet um, um, the body still has a difficult time sometimes coordinating you know, we have ministries here and there and and uh and even on reconstructionist radio we've got you know volunteers that are reading books and they're in various different stages of completion and then they come out two or three at a time and and you've been behind the scenes the whole time uh you're a marketing specialist for uh as i said and you're uh, uh i guess you're kind of a geek in the sense that you're you, you grew up with technology and you're really comfortable with it, whereas some older geezers like myself, we struggle with it. You know, anybody who's listened to the war room knows that oftentimes we've had some glitches and and it's cost us some pretty some pretty golden moments that we, that that were lost forever because uh, you know, I'm not as accomplished as I might be. But anyway, tell us a little bit about what you do and, and I'm I'm particularly interested in, in I guess your newest work with new with New City Times because I had I had not connected it with you and it wasn't until um, Jason explained to me that no that was you and Adam that that put that thing together and, and you were telling me a little bit about the evolution of it and uh, and so tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, what you do when you're not working uh, behind the scenes for Reconstructionist Radio. 
that last one will be a hard thing when I'm not work uh, sleeping. <laughs> um, well, uh, as you mentioned, I, I do digital marketing. Uh, my my full time day job is managing website, social media, videography, some photography, graphic design um, for an electrical distributor up in the cities here. Um, Werner Electric, fantastic company. Um, I fell into it five years ago as a delivery driver. Actually, I drove just Class B. Uh, absolutely loved it. And then within a year, my then supervisor slash best friend got me into the marketing department, knowing that's, knowing that's what I had a passion in. I'd always just done side work, um, on the side doing websites and kind of just taught myself stuff because I was interested in technology. Um, so he got me there and that's really where I kind of really grew a lot in being able to, um, take new ideas and just run with them. And so from that, <clears throat> from that experience, taking that to side stuff that I've always done. I was able to run with a lot of more fun ideas. Um, a lot, a lot of what I do really all stems from, I give a lot of credit to the reform pub. Um, a lot of people, you know, love it or hate it. Um, everyone has different experiences with it. I'm still an admin of it. Um, I think we're at like 16,000 members or something, but, uh, that from the, from the pub, I got connected to a ton of amazing people. Um, most importantly, Adam Moore, who, um, is, an amazing friend of mine, business partner. We talk daily. Um, our families actually, we've, we've been working together on, on projects for a couple of years now, two or three, probably uh, our families actually took a vacation together this last, um, fall. He lives in New Jersey. I live in Minnesota. We met almost directly in the middle in Southwest Ohio and spent like a week together. <laughs> our two families, um, both having introvert wives. Um, we were both surprised that they agreed to do it. We just had a B and B house and on, a bunch of acres in the woods. And then we went to the Ark and went to creation museum and spent some time together. And that was, that was, that's great. But Adam has been a huge part of a lot of what I do now. Um, on the side, we partner with doing a lot of things. One time marketing is our company where, um, we took a lot of the freelance work that I've always done doing web design and, um, I mean, everything, graphic design, social media, anything that anyone wanted to do, I would figure out how to do it. Um, we paired that with, Adam's passion to do online marketing as well. And we do our main thing that we do at 110 is social media management for small businesses. So we will manage your Facebook campaigns, your Facebook page, um, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And we're, you know, branching out into a lot of other things. We do web, web design, um, lots of different stuff. So that's a, a big part of what I do on the side. Um, and then another thing that came out of that was, um, of just meeting Adam was that post mill, which is a, we'll call it, um, semi-archived podcast uh, we haven't recorded for probably a year um but that was great um it was fun to do originally adam asked if i wanted to do a podcast on a post on postmill and i was like no said i feel like i didn't really know enough i'm not as studied as most of the other guys but we ended up they needed someone to kind of i don't know just help out kind of add another person in and so most of what i did was just i don't know trying to make jokes and lighten the mood a little bit but um through that. So you were doing that post mill, even though you were post mill? No, I would say I was post mill, but I wasn't, you know, I, I hadn't read several books on post mill. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I could, the, the answering questions was more, uh, there were simple answers of like, well, you know, here's simple concepts that you read through scripture. You can't really deny it. Um, I, I wasn't as, as solid on quoting chapter and verses and, you know, sections of books like most of the other guys were, um, uh, like Colin who would, you know, Hey, I want to make a quick point on this and talk for 20 minutes and, you know, it's all great, but he, 
He, he was he was a lot more. Anybody who's ever run across Colin knows he has an encyclopedia mind. Yeah, definitely. And you know, John and Adam as well are are awesome guys. Um, so I I would say the way I've come to where I am now in my theology. Um, I won't go into a lot of my background. I did an episode on Debt Postmo where Colin interviewed me, where I kind of gave my background. But for me, when I when I if I want to if I'm challenged with a new perspective, a new view on something or doctrine, I'll kind of argue against it. And if it starts to make sense to me, I'll um, kind of like devil's advocate, take that side and argue for it until someone can prove me wrong. If they can't, then I kind of come to the conclusion that's right. So that's kind of how I slowly progress into my views. And that's kind of how I've become more in, in the recon camp than anything else, because, you know, all those, especially the, the five tenants that really just make the most sense to me. Um, but, uh, so from that post mail, that's where I really got into podcasting and, um, it was, I just had a lot of fun with it. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool experience just to learn how to do a podcast and what goes into it and the, you know, the graphic works that you want and the graphics that go along with it and putting up a website and, um, making it, you know, easy, uh, easy to access for people. You want people to be able to listen to the content and not, you know, you don't, you want to have as minimal amount of steps as possible for people to listen to the content, get the links to more information, all that stuff. So it was really fun to do that. Around the same time um, of doing that post mill, um, I think I just got connected to Jason from the pub originally when he was, back when his name was Thy Word is Truth. I don't know if everybody remembers that. Um, but uh, I heard about Reconstructionist Radio and his idea to record books. And I remember seeing his first website, and it was just a you know free GoDaddy website that he threw up because... You know, he just needed something and it was literally just list of books and it was, you know, he might've had a half a dozen or so and it was, you click on it and it's a, you know, gigabyte, um, file, audio file that you'd have to download and, you know, put on your computer, maybe put on your iPod or do something with it. Um, it'd be hard to do on your phone, it's a huge file size, takes up a lot of space when you're listening to it. If you want to pause, you know, you get to work or you're getting gas or something, you know, what if you're app closes and you got to remember where exactly you were. So I just remember being like, this is an amazing concept. Um, cause having experienced driving, I listened to, I mean, for a year, I listened to thousands of hours of podcasts and audiobooks and stuff. So, um, I instantly thought when, when, when I saw this, I'm like, this would be amazing to have as a podcast. If you could make a book, a podcast, then you could, you know, you could break it up into smaller files if you wanted. There's so many different options of what you could do. You can make an app um, to be able to access these files on the phone. And so that's when I reached out to Jason. I'm like, hey, I love what you're doing. We should make this, you know, more accessible and easier to use for people. And he's like, okay, sounds good. Do it. Um, and it was one of those things that, you know, I had other things going on and never, I never could find the time to commit to just, you know, basically, um, if I, for me, if, if I was going to help him with it, I, I, I wanted to have a, a different website, just something that, you know, I could say, this is something I'm helping with. And I don't know, maybe it's just my pride. I wanted to have it look a little, a little nicer just for me. Um, so it took a while for me to actually be able to get to helping him. And actually it might've been right at the end of, I think it was like right at the end of that postmo when we just got busy and stopped recording that I started ironically <laughs> too busy to record that postmo. I started working on recon radio, um, and building that site and figuring out, you know, multiple podcast feeds based on categories and how all that works. And, um, officially we just first launched the audiobooks podcast feed, which was, we ended up still going just one giant audio file, but 
if you're on Wi-Fi, download it and it's it's there on your phone and you you know pause it in your podcast app. Um, come back whenever you want. Easy to you know move about the the track. Um, just I I was really happy with it just because it made it easier for me to consume this content. Um, so it, it was pretty exciting. And I think um, a little not not too long after that, Bill, you approached Jason with your idea to do War Room. I don't remember how long after the kind of the official new website and podcast for the audiobooks launched that it was until you came up with the idea with War Room. But that really is what jump started everything to having being actually a podcast network, which wasn't really an original vision that I know of um, just to start for Jason or anything I'd thought of either. Um, but once you came forward and just stuff just came out of nowhere, God just provided more more people and more resources and so we've had we've created new shows we have people who have existing shows that are that we host on the site and um kind of help promote because we think they're awesome but um yeah that was kind of a jumbled mess of how i got started with uh with jason here and you guys it's it's been an amazing it's been amazing because it really i mean obviously there's been hours of 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 work that you've done behind the scenes from from my perspective, it, it it seems like this all has just materialized. But there's no question that, uh, that, that the Holy Spirit is is deserve, gets all the credit. It's been a really an amazing organic work of God. That uh, and and what's so amazing about this age in which we live, and we've talked about this in a our pre interview discussion, is that uh, a lot of the people that you that we most of the people, I would say, that, that read books uh, or contribute in one way or the other have not met each other. Uh, we're, we're literally separated by, by thousands of miles. And, of course, I had the, I had the chance to come up and, 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 uh, and meet you during a visit to um, uh, St. Paul, and, we, and you sat up here in the truck, and, and, and we got acquainted a little bit, and it was, that was sweet. And, and, of course, that's been one of the real blessings of my role in this crazy uh, gig is the fact that I get to travel around and uh, actually meet people and, uh, and, and as a result, have been able to recruit some readers. Uh, I know uh, uh, the NAPs up in uh, uh, Portland and, and, and others. Uh, and, and so it's been really an amazing opportunity, and I'll be forever grateful to the Lord for giving me a, an opportunity to be a, a part of it in any way. Now, what what do you um, if, if you put on your your prophetic hat there for a second? Is you, because you know what technology will allow us to do? Uh, uh, has, has this been uh, how much money? I'm just curious. I mean, I'm not trying to to, to put you on the spot here, but uh, how how many people would you say on a month basis now uh, are we are being reached by one of the podcasts or one of the audiobooks? Do you have any idea? Um. Yeah, I mean, just to give you some basic statistics. Um, so last month in December, it's January second. Also, in the month of December, um, we had a total twenty five thousand six hundred eighteen um, audio downloads. Now that includes podcast episodes and books. Um, so podcast is going to make up the majority of that probably. But um, yeah, twenty five thousand in you know individual downloads. Now they might have been people who downloaded it once and forgot about it and came back and did it again um so you know maybe even if you know half of that even if fifteen thousand, that's still it's a pretty exciting number to see um 
overall, um, since we've started, um, which you said is about you know, almost a year, we, uh, we've had a total of over 200,000 episode downloads, um, which you compare that to, you know, a big podcast. They're like, oh yeah, well they get that in a month. Um, that's fantastic. But you know, we're to, we're all working for free and it's not, you know, we're not doing paid advertising or anything like that to try to promote beyond basically just social media. Um, we, uh, we did, we did, uh, um, no, we didn't, we haven't done any advertising at all. Um, we're trying to kind of get the word out through kind of some of our other reformed networks, but, um, yeah, I think it's all just been social media, which is pretty cool. You know, the reconstructionists themselves are not that big of a, a group. So to have 200,000 episode or audio downloads, um, it's, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're we're a numerically pretty insignificant group of people, and, and yet yeah. we we think we're all that in a bag of chips. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we, we were talking today with Paul Michael Raymond. And he said, you know, God will not give grace to the proud; He gives grace only to the humble. So, you know, uh, I guess we need to get really humble if we want to see God's grace and and see the uh, the increase. In this ministry, one of the things that was interested me, and I, I thought about as you were talking a, a little bit about your your previous endeavors and your interfacing with, both with Reform Pub and Dat Post Mill, is that um, Reconstructions in general have, have, have sort of had gotten a, a reputation uh, as being maybe a little bit prickly or maybe just really dog, more dogmatic than other people. But you have uh, you've managed to move freely and. And, and maintain friendships uh, outside of <laughs> yeah you're you're yeah you're Mr. Ecumenical I you, I got nothing on you I mean uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so that's that's interesting are are you is that a as you as you uh, wear that badge so to speak or claim that label as, as a reconstructionist have you found that that's been has that been any sort of an impediment for you personally as you as you move through these circles or interact with uh, other brothers that don't identify that way? Good question. Um, you know, I think I don't know. I'm not a super confrontational person, um, <clears throat> so typically when I tend to disagree with someone, um, at least nowadays, now that I'm married and I have a wife to sanctify me more um i don't know i think i i i i probably don't use the word reconstructionist a whole lot um and even like with the word theonomy i don't use that word a whole lot when i i more i like to describe what i believe because that's how i came to what i believe i didn't come i didn't become to be a theonomist because someone said hey here's you know here's this word theonomy look into this it was people talking about this type of stuff especially i mean post mill was kind of the first big change for me after being becoming a Calvinist um, was just, you know, understanding the concepts and seeing it, the themes and the, just seeing the broader um, idea of it in scripture. Like it just made sense. So it was like, it's more like optimistic, like the gospel works and this is actually going to happen. And so I don't, I, maybe I don't use the labels a ton. Um, I mean, be specifically with, with the pub um, in the four years or five or so that I've been involved in the pub, um, there's been a lot of ups and downs when it came, when it comes to theonomy itself. Um, I, I think it might still be banned <laughs> talking about 
theonomy. Um, honestly, I can't remember. Um, but when, uh, I guess when it comes to these different topics, like it, it generally gets pretty heated. Um, especially, you know, something like theonomy, one side, one side says, well, what is theonomy? And they say, well, it's, you know, it's either theonomy or autonomy, God's law or man's law, you know? And they're like, okay, well, it's, it's more than that. And you're saying, you know, you're saying that we hate God's law if we're not a theonomist and we, you know, it's like, that. it's just so much. I think I, I just started reading Bounds of Love by Joel McDermott and he's getting into like what the definition of theonomy is. And it's so funny because he'll say, people are just, just give me a, a simple definition. Just give me a simple definition, basic, real quick, you know, one tweet, what is theonomy? And so he, you say like, well, it's, it's, you're saying that, you know, there's, uh, you know, and, and t- timeless uh equity and value in 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 god's law you know and, and they're like okay well yeah yeah of course Every, everyone everyone agrees with that you know get, get more specific okay well to dig into it you know bonson wrote a 500 page page book you know specifically laying everything oh no no no, i'm not going to read a 500 page book just tell me what it is very simply and it's just this this loop of arguing going back and forth because not everyone wants to study it that much and it's it's too hard to summarize in in a tweet so there's always a lot of, you know, misconceptions and straw man, and then people get offended easily online. So if someone throws out a straw man, even if it's, you know, an accident or they didn't, they didn't think about it, it obviously you're, that's a slander and you hate me. And why are you, why do you think I'm not a Christian? Which side note, uh, this has been a, a pet peeve of mine for, I mean, I don't know, four or five years now seeing stuff online is everyone calls sl- slander. Oh, you're, you're saying I'm a jerk and I'm horrible at this. You're slandering. You're slandering this person. It's not slander if it's written on a website. It's libel. <laughs> it slander is if it's spoken. That's just my. I don't know. I'm not a grammar Nazi, but certain things get me. So I see slander all the time when people type it out. I'm like, that's not slander. That's libel. But anyways, um, back to your original question. I, I I don't. I probably don't wear a badge that says theonomy or reconstructionism. Um, <clears throat> I think. Online, I mean, I'm sharing Reconstructionist radio, you know, posts. Well, it's, it's pretty blatant, but I think most people don't know what Reconstructionism really is. Um, at least in my neck of the woods, uh, we're a blue state. Um, very, you know, we're one of the most liberal cities around. Um, I don't know if it still is, but a while back, Minneapolis was, you know, the number one, you know, homosexual capital of the country or something like that. Like a lot, a lot of very, very, um, left-leaning people in the cities here um so there's i think there's a lot of people who maybe just don't look in they, they don't know much about what what this whole kind of camp camp believes um so but when, when i get into actually talking about this stuff then i get a little pushback um but yeah i don't know how i i think i just i don't i try not to be as divisive anymore as i used to be um i've lost some friends and i've had people um um call me out for you know, being a jerk, I'm, I have a tendency to be, um, pretty, uh, I don't know, analytical and, and less emotional at times where I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I come across as one, but having a wife has helped a lot with that. <laughs> so I, I think more about what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. She, I, she's always saying, especially during the political season towards the end, okay, just, just only post pictures of our kids, cute baby pictures. That's it. No more Facebook posts. So I'm I'm getting a little better at that, but any I'll go on record saying anybody that would unfriend you or, or accuse you of being divisive is a ninny, uh, <laughs> because.
because you're 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 a you're a sweet guy and and you're not a divisive guy and I think you're very. Uh, they, I was told a while back egalitarian is not a very good word to use, but you are ecumenical. And I think you know what's interesting to me is I uh, had a chance to, uh, and I do talk to a lot of different people. I talk to creditors. I talk to Federal Vision uh, proponents. I talk to you know. I have a hard time talking with our rank Armenians, but, you know, and I draw the line at, at Aryans, but the, I, I've spent an evening with uh, some Federal Vision guys, and uh, they gave me a bunch of Greg Bonson material to listen to, and what was really amazing is that uh, Greg Bonson was a very gracious guy, and uh, and I heard him give an address where he covered recon, Christian Reconstructionists to a, a group of people who were uninitiated, and he never used any of the buzz phrases. And it, 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 and by the time he was done with it, you just couldn't refute anything he had said. It was just consistent Christianity. It was just taking the lordship of Jesus Christ over everything to its to its rational conclusion. And 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 that was that's what we call Christian Reconstruction. And uh, and and so um, you know one of the, the, the grand champions, the, the men that we that we look to as sort of one of the, the, the deep. You know, one of the pioneers, you know, along with Rush Union North and others, uh, Bonson was a very gracious man. And, and, I, and I've heard a lot of people say this. This is not going to come as a surprise to anybody who's been of this, in this camp for any period of time. As I've had a lot of people tell me, I, because I don't have as, I don't have a problem with, with theonomy. I have a problem with theonomists. I don't have a problem with Christian yeah. reconstruction. I have a problem with Christian reconstructionists. And of course, uh, it, it, Getting back to another question, is there, uh, and I'm not looking for ratings or anything, you, um, we are, are, some of the podcasts now are evidently being played on terrestrial radio, is that still going on? I believe so, I think, um, I, th- I think the only thing that's happening right now, if, if I haven't heard it's changed, is, um, there's a, there's a spot for, is like an, I think it's an hour long spot that we have some, station out west in california um that does a half hour episode of um x to the root and then they do a half hour episode of setting the record straight i think it's each week um so we've they've had to get exact on their their recordings to be right at 30 minutes now so that because it'll just get cut off up there um which i believe those are the only ones because I, I think they approached jason the guy approached jason and said hey we got this hour long spot and we want to fill it with your stuff what can you give us and I think those are the ones that he <clears throat> he chose to go with um, based on popularity and general content. Sure. Is, is the opportunity in Chattanooga, does that play out? Does that come to an end? I haven't heard anything. Um, I haven't heard anything final come out of that. Oh, so it makes still haven't started anything. Yeah, not that I know of. I was really dismayed when uh, when Bojar cut his podcast back to 20, I think it was 20 minutes. I thought, how in the world is this guy going to get that much information into 20 minutes? It's Maybe that's what it was. It had to be 20 minutes, not 30. Yeah. He basically, he can't breathe. <laughs> it's just, read it nonstop. Do you even have time in your busy schedule of being a father, husband, uh, having other responsibilities with Warner Electric and all the other various different ancillary uh, responsibilities? Do you even have time to, to listen to any of the audiobooks of the podcast yourself? That, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um it's funny because it, it, I started doing it because I'm like, this is awesome. I want to, I want to be able to listen to them. All. I'll get through, I'll get through all the books in like a month and I'll be great. Um, and now that 
you know, with starting this and it's grown so much, like I rarely get a chance to actually listen to most of the episodes. I have to kind of scroll through and, you know, when I, when I don't have something else I'm listening to say, okay, what are the specific ones? I, I know, I'll, I know, I know it all be good if I listen to them, but I got, I got to search out the ones that are, you know, things I'm thinking about right now that I really want to learn about, like, you know, Bo's podcast on, um, his episode on the Sabbath, which I think I've listened to at least three times. I probably listened to a few more, um, to, <laughs> to try to grasp it all. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like hit or miss. What, what, am, what do I want to do? Um, and it, ironically with the books, one, one problem I've run into is I don't have, um, like a long extended period of time to listen like I used to, which is the way I really consumed a lot of stuff. I'd have like six hours a day. I could listen to something. So I started going through uh conspiracy in Philadelphia by Gary North and absolutely loved it. But when I had to um stop when I got home from work and then pick it up again, you know, maybe I'd listen to something else in the morning and then it went another couple of days before I got back again, back into it. And I'm like, Oh crap. You know, I feel like when I listen to it, I don't comprehend the same as when I read it, you know, an actual book. Um, so sometimes I find myself going over things more than once. And so it's taking me longer to get through the books that I was so excited to get out so I could get through them really quickly. Um, but I, I mean, I tell you what, just having them out there, even if I'm not consuming them all as much as I want to, knowing that there's other people out there that might have never known about them or, um, are, you know, truck drivers who now can do these, consume this, this content and learn where they never would have because it's just a, you know, they can get the free PDF, but I, you know, what are you going to do with that when you're driving? Um, so I definitely don't get to listen to them as much as I, as I, as I'd like to, unfortunately. Well, hopefully people in their commutes, and are, uh, when they're doing their, their house chores or cutting the grass with their earpieces and their iPhones, they can listen to this. So one of the things I'd really wish that it was set up in such a way that it was, that it was uh, broken up by chapters because I know I've listened to mm-hmm. some of Stephen Perk's chapters a half a dozen times and others mm-hmm. I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten to, uh, because it, it, yeah. I don't, I don't freak when I go back to re- start listening again. I rarely am able to resume where I left off. And so some information gets, gets listened to multiple times and, and then I don't, and then I have to, I'm taken away. I have to do something and then I have to cut it off and, and I can't, yeah. I can't generally start it where I, where I left off. And that's, that's been, that's been something of a, of, of a challenge, but, uh, but it, 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 you get the masses of the information. You, listen to him time so to me it's almost just as exciting as actually reading the stuff it's just as exciting for me just having it being like there is this website that has all this there that people can get i had a part in that like it just makes me excited knowing it's there and that's been a, a big part of what's kept me being involved and you know I've, I've gone up and down in how much i've been involved and active and we've got you know doug hitzel has done as he's been amazing um helping volunteer actually releasing a lot of the episodes on a daily basis has um, it literally been amazing. I, I I probably would have had to say I need to be done for a while because this is getting too much. I mean, it's literally every day. It's a new episode. You have to, you know, import the content and get it all up there and s- schedule it out. Um, it, it was getting it was getting too much. I I couldn't do it. Uh, my wife was just like, "No, you can't do this." Because on top of ten other jobs that I'm doing on the side, um, so having the volunteers there has just has been amazing. Um, like Doug has done a ton. Corey Daniels done a lot for. He's done all the the pictures the images on instagram um he i told showed him a little bit how to do it and he just took off with it he's like you know he apologizes if he misses a day i'm like no this is amazing we had nothing before 
take your time. Um, so, but for me, just having it there on the website, knowing it's there, knowing it's accessible whenever I want to, right? Whenever anyone can, you know, searching for it or wants the, the content is just, is almost as good as actually reading the books myself. So I, I just love having it there. That's, I just, just being a part of it has been awesome for me. Um, so even though I'm not able to listen as much as I wanted to, I just, just being part of sowing the seeds and having it there and knowing that, you know, apart from a, a nuclear holocaust, it's going to be there in, in 500 years that people are going to be able to listen to this stuff. It's just, it's fantastic. I love it. So it's, even if I don't get to consume it all, I love having it there. And I will say mowing your lawn, mowing the lawn is a, a great way to consume the audiobooks. I went through uh, almost all of Restoring America podcasts just mowing my lawn this last summer. Unfortunately, my father-in-law gave me a new rider lawnmower. And so instead of taking two hours to mow, it takes me like 20 minutes. And so I, I can't do it that anymore. So now it's like, oh, I get to shovel. It's winter. So that's my new way to, to listen. <laughs> no, that was, that was an amazing uh, uh, um, opportunity as well where as we – you know, originally Jason had reached out to Mark Rush, Jenny Hart, and Sobrini at Calcedon and Gary North and uh, and had those two libraries. And then we had the addition of uh, all of uh, Nathan Hockey's great work with uh, the Piper Foundation and, 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 mm-hmm. and other things that he's done. And, of course, his podcast is great. I love it. At the first of the week, it, it, it I look forward to that. And he's got that quirky accent that makes him fun to listen to anyway. And, uh, and, and, and then of course they have American Vision and, uh, uh, Biblical Blueprints that, 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 you know, I was able to meet, uh, uh, Phil Kaiser early on and did an interview with him and had no idea of the body of information that he was sitting on. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah. and F- funny story about, about Phil actually. Um, I have the, the, the man that was basically, the reason that I'm a Presbyterian and post mill and started on this whole new trajectory, um, um, Lowell Nilsson, my, I mean, he's just like a mentor for, I mean, like over eight, oh, nine, over probably like nine years now. Um, he just amazing man of God. He, his brother-in-law is Phil. His he, Phil married my, his Lowell, his sister. Um, and I just found that out like two weeks ago. I'm like, what? Cause he meant we were talking, got in talking about, politics and then theonomy a little bit and reconstructionism. And he mentioned, um, his brother-in-law is really in, you know, involved in reconstructionism. Like, Oh, oh like I, I might, might know his name. Um, and, and he mentioned Phil and I'm like, I think I mentioned something about Phil Kaiser. I'm like, that's not him. He's like, no, no, that's him. I said, wait, 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 no, no, no. You're trying to tell me this whole time. That's your brother-in-law in this nine year relationship that we've had. He's referenced this really super smart brother-in-law he has, who's a pastor and he's referenced him so many times, and I just knew him as this, as this you know, the smart pastor brother-in-law. And I know that was it was Phil Kaiser. And actually, the f- funny thing is when we uh, when we became he keep basically my friend converted us to be Presbyterians. We were going to Bethlehem Baptist Piper's Church, and um, we had been going there for six years, and we were um, pregnant. And he's he convinced us that you know we need to have a baby baptized, and obviously we couldn't do that there. So we were searching a pastor. Um, to, who would baptize us without being members of their church because we were really connected to Bethlehem and we, we it's just we weren't leaving at that moment but we wanted to get our kids baptized and we we eventually found one but he um talked to Phil a lot about that process of trying to find someone and what we should do and is it okay to do that and if we're not members of the church 
so just having that reference of Phil was, was amazing to make that connection after nine years of knowing of this guy and wise words that he said, knowing that now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm actually, I help promote all of his books and we make them into audiobooks and it's, it's like amazing stuff. And it was, it was hilarious. It's crazy how, what a small world it is, especially with, I don't know, it seems like the reformed world is very connected somehow. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we think we are. And, and of course that's, that that's a challenge. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know what we would do. Could we do this without Facebook? Do we do we owe a shout out to Mark? Do we do we owe a shout yeah. out to Mark Zuckerberg or something? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we could. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't look like this. That's for sure. Um, we'd be doing it on MySpace, <laughs> which would be fine because it's you know music pages, audio files. <laughs> what happened to MySpace? I mean, I thought MySpace was actually a more open architecture. And, Provided a lot more latitude for personal expression. It was didn't have near the uh, yeah. the, the uh, constraints upon it. Whatever happened to that? It was just superior marketing. It's still there. Birds. It got bought out by someone recently. I don't remember. I, I don't. I'm not even gonna guess. Like AOL or some big company bought it, and I don't know why, but they bought it for a, a stupid amount of money. Um, it's still there. I still have my page up there. Don't search for it. I can't find my password to. Login. I could. I couldn't reset it or anything, so my old stuff is up there. Um, it's still there. I don't know. I think people. I think it's pretty much just for musicians now. But I can't imagine they're going to last much longer with SoundCloud and all the other stuff that's out there. Um, Bandcamp. But Man- MySpace is still there. Yeah. Um, but without without Facebook, yeah, we definitely. Who knows where, what we'd be looking like right now? It's that's been huge. And I. I mean, I'll. I'll say. Um, taking i grew up going to public school i wasn't i was very like very much inside the box not a outside the box thinker at all no innovation nothing like that thinking new and so getting into the reformed world was a lot of like opening broadening my mindset and i mean now you know obviously we're uh i'm I'm, I'm a reconstructionist um and we homeschool um so which is very different from most people in our church even um so we're definitely i feel like we're we we do a lot of things differently than most people do, which has been good because it forces us to really understand why we do these things. So we need to have a good explanation and studying up on why why we do this. But um, in the last four or five years, I, I feel like my mind has grown a ton just in thinking of new ideas to do things. Um, and you know, shout out to Marcus Pittman. Um, he's you know he he's fantastic when it comes to looking at how how Christians can use new media. Uh, and use it to advance the gospel, you know, especially when you're talking post mill, but just even non post mill people. Like, I, I, he did a post the other day of, um, um, the Ark Encounter. They did a, you know, they did a, an advertisement on during 60 minutes, I think it was, or something like that. And he was like, you know, why, why would you do that when you can spend, you know, a hundredth of that on doing Facebook ads targeting specific areas and whatever? I mean, just, he's really good at analyzing new technology and how to, how to do things. Um, within the church and using technology with the church. And that's been huge for me, seeing what he's doing with Apologia um, and learning how to, you know, growing up non-denominational, everything is that's not, um, that doesn't have a cross on it, uh, you know, whether it's shoes or a CD, um, is of the devil. You know, break your CDs at youth group and all that kind of stuff. So having the mindset now, um, which I see more and more in the reform world coming out, um, of you know, do, do, just do your stuff well, whatever you do, it doesn't have to necessarily mention Jesus all the time. Uh, just do your job really well. Um, and you know, use new technology and use it well. 
doesn't have to be evil. Um, take Netflix and, you know, use that, incorporate that type of technology with your ministry and your church, um, podcasting, all, all the different new technology that's out there. Um, it's been awesome learning all that and, um, seeing people like Marcus and, um, and being able to do some of the stuff on Reconstructionist Radio has kind of been able to stretch me to think of new ways to use technology and how to reach people, how to get stuff out there. Um, that, that was a completely side rant. I'm not sure how I got there, but I, I get really excited when I think about how to use, um, I don't know what, what, what I grew up thinking of things of the world, like news, you know, we get in the New City Times, news or even just technology in general, using these worldly things that came, that man, that, you know, a lot of, um, non-Christians came up with this technology, which according to Marcus's talk, um, you know, Christians are responsible for the smartphone, which is a brilliant talk. Everyone should listen to that or watch the video, but even things that non-Christians like Zuckerberg came up with, use this for good and, you know, redeem it and use it to you know, say, Hey, you made this technology and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to use it for the gospel now. Thanks for the help. Um, so it's been really exciting being, being able to be involved in this type of work and, um, thinking of new ideas and yeah, I, I get excited and passionate and ramble a little bit. Well, of course, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, recently a lot of heated discussion about ecclesiology and, uh, the local church and membership in a local congregation. Yeah. You know, for guys like myself who are on the go all the time, you know, I, I'm, if people ask me, well, where do you attend church or what is your connection? I, I just have to say, man, my connection to the rest of the body of Christ is my smartphone and Facebook. I, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's revolutionized my, you know, you know, I, it, my occupation and as far as what I can do. And, and it was, of course, Facebook friends and the realization that I was driving to places where Facebook friends lived. And then I should reach out to them and try to meet up with them for coffee or whatnot. Uh, that was that was the that was the birth of, of the war room, and and and, uh, and, and we, we met some amazing people. What where do you see? I want I want to give you time to talk about New City Times because when I think of, I, I'm just really just had just become familiar with it. And I just didn't even associate it with you. What is the what is the vision? I know there's like. Uh, you know, there's like um, uh, World Net Daily is like Christian World for Ra you know Christian News for Raptor Maniacs and and Zionists, but but uh, what is your vision on uh, 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 New C uh, New City? Yeah, um, well, real quick, just uh, in case what you said has people's. Um blood boiling at all i would i would probably disagree with you a little bit when it comes to the local body i'm not 100 percent set on kind of where i'm at as i'm a, a new presbyterian still figuring stuff out um but i would place probably maybe more value on um having a, a a local body that um you can be member of and i didn't want my comment to disparage or marginalize the importance of local of the local body i just that for some of us who are on the go who don't have that luxury of being in one place every week uh this has been a vital connection is all i was getting i i do i listen i love i love it when i can meet up and worship with my brothers wherever i'm at i was at george grant uh was george grant a few weeks ago down in franklin tennessee i love that and when i can get out to be with the uh, joel 
Saint up in Pennsylvania or Paul Michael Raymond or um, uh, or, or uh, Jason out in, in Southern California. I've been in Apologia. Uh, I've gone to, gone to uh, uh, had a Lord's Day there with Colin Gunn there in Waco, Texas. So I, I mean, I, I get I get a, I get to eat from the smorgasbord, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have all. I, I just want to throw that out there. I mean, what what I love is when I went to when I was at uh, Bethlehem Baptist, um, we were we were never became members. Um, just you know, whatever. Never, grew up never thinking it was that big of a deal. By the time I did, I basically was Presbyterian, and we couldn't become members. Um, but one thing I was valued and appreciated what Piper uh, said one time was um, when he when he talked about you know, why is it important to be a member of a church. I, what I loved his one line was. Um, being a member of a church and it, it kind of in my mind why I want from that point on why I always want to be a member of a, a local body is I want just to have the ability to be to go on to go through church discipline just knowing that I have the, that, that it's possible for me to go under church discipline that there are people there are men who um, are looking out for me who care about me enough that if I am going wayward that they will go under, I mean, church discipline, it's, you know, discipline sounds like a bad thing, especially when I talk to my six-year-old. Um, we understand discipline is a good thing, and I explain that to my daughter too. But um, church discipline is, is a wonderful thing because it, 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 you know, it separates the wheat from the chaff. If you are truly God's elect, maybe you will be cast out for a time, but when you're, you're hand, hand, handed over to Satan, you're going to see, wow, this, this is bad, I need to go back, and you're going to repent. And just having that ability to have that done. So in my mind, having the ability, the, just the possibility that I could go under church discipline, knowing that option is there, that people care about me or, and are looking out for me, um, that right there is enough to want to be a member of a church. Even if you can't think, if you don't have, if you can't find specific reasons in scripture that say you need to be a member of a local congregation within, you know, 15 miles of your house or whatever, just pragmatically, pra practically speaking, just so that, just for your own, you know, personal holiness and sanctifications, put yourself in a situation where you can go under church discipline. If you're not in a spot where you never could go under church discipline, it should, I feel like it would scare me because I, I know how much of a sinner I am and how easily I can, um, stray, you know, and knowing that there's no one there to pull me back or to whack me over the head or say, you're out of here, um, is a scary thing for me. So. That's that's the reason, only reason I wanted to throw that in there. But I, I I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, and listen, there's some would some would argue that the people who claim that they don't need uh, that are the people who need it the most. And and that's all I'll say about that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, back to the the question about New City Times and uh, and 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 I thought you were going I thought you were going to chastise me for. Uh, Saying it was news for Raptor Maniacs. I listen. I go. To, you know, we'll net. We'll net. good side. I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't check the updates on the temple or anything like that. But but obviously, it's telling what New City Times is meant to be. What, what's your what's your goal? What's objective with this with this new venture? Yeah. Um, another real quick before I get into that. Um, in the very beginning, you mentioned, you know, it being Adam and I's venture. Um, so Adam and I, when we got connected, you know, four years ago or something, we both have similar minds and we just have a, and we have a list of, we could, if we wrote down all our ideas, it would be, you know, a hundred things of what 
awesome things we want to do we don't have the money to do right now um one of those things that we eventually came up with you know in our mind was of things that would be awesome to be able to do is have a christian news site a good christian news site a reformed christian news site something that had solid um reporting on what's going on in the world commentary op-ed analysis all that stuff um you know even throw in satire and comics and how awesome would it be to have you know um just a good news site to go to that christians reformed christians and even non-reformed christians would be like with especially i mean the main thing was reformed christians to have a site that they could go to and not have to like fox news not have to go there read it but while they're reading it analyzing it in their mind throwing things out and fixing things in their head and they just go there because they want the information but then they need to digest it and figure out you know well obviously you know that those things were wrong but at least i know what's going on now now i can analyze it in my head well what about the people who maybe aren't as good at analyzing things and figuring out how this applies in a christian worldview if there was a place where those christians could go to this news site and just trust it that they know that the people who are involved in it that are writing for it come from a reformed perspective they already they, they presume that the bible is true so you don't need to have um you know an, an explanation of when you say you know um this there, this happened regarding homosexuality and here's the reasons five reasons why the bible says homosexuality is wrong um you, you don't need to have that in there it's just it's presumed so you can just say you, you, in the article when you're reporting on it you're assuming that you know homosexuality is wrong and so you don't need to put that in. You, don't, you don't need to have an altar call at the end of each article um we're not the christian post we didn't we didn't want that we wanted a site that is you can trust you can go there you know that what you're reading is going to be you know unless you know there's certain things like amil postmill uh different perspectives that we allow on the sites um we're slightly ecumenical in that way but it's all reformed um in the broad broader sense not to be too dogmatic <laughs> um but so we, we've always we, we kind of wanted to do that um i don't remember who we started vocalizing that too but somehow um we were turned to scott taylor and mark shearing and they said oh uh, you should talk to these guys they're actually doing that and so we started a chat and kind of discussed a little bit and found out that yeah that's exactly what they're already starting um so we did it we did a, a skype and talked about what what their plans were and what we wanted and it perfectly aligned um we wanted you know we basically call it presuppositional news um like i said earlier not we're presuming the bible's true we're not having to have an altar call we can just you know here's the truth here's an analysis and boom that's it um if my voice sounds a little bit shaky my feet are getting a little cold it's probably getting close to 32 in the office here shoes might have been a good idea i'm still barefoot um anyways so we talked and they said yeah scott's scott's a developer brilliant guy awesome awesome developer he's building the site mark um had a little bit of history in newspapers and so he's kind of like the main editor and they're like, yeah, we've got this great idea. We should totally partner. It sounds like you guys are, you know, Adam and I brought kind of the marketing experience. So promoting it. Um, and, uh, we're like, yeah, great. Let's do this. And then we got busy and, you know, we were still doing that post mail and, um, just kind of didn't catch up, didn't keep up with stuff. And then I think it was right after the new year of 2016, Adam and I are like, okay, we still want to do this. Let's just do it. Let's do it. So we got in a chat with them again. They're like, let's do this. Let's do it. We want, we're ready. And they're like, yeah. Because we're like, you know, where are you at? Are you launched already? What's going on? And they're like, no, we basically have been at a standstill for a couple of months. Um, just didn't have the bandwidth to to get going on it and um, resources and all that stuff. So there's still a lot of planning stuff. Um, so we're like, let's do this. So um, Scott uh, finished up the website. Um, you know, 
but I worked with him on that as far as some of the design aesthetics and some of the extra things like, you know, the having a click to tweet button on each article to, you know, just to kind of get some more social media interaction on it. And we worked together on finalizing the site. Um, Adam and I worked a lot. Uh, I, I did a ton of work trying to get a ton of um, writers. So I just networking and putting feelers out there for people who want to write, you know, we don't pay, <laughs> we don't have any money, any advert, any advertisements we actually have on the websites. Um, most of them, a lot of them have been just us saying, I mean, so for, for example, I think apology is still up there. We put that on there, um, uh, kind of an exchange for us having our logo up at their, um, what con? Oh, it was ReformCon. Um, they put our logo up there with a little advertisement. So we kind of swapped, um, and then we've got a, uh, Joffrey is a, a missionary in Brazil. So he writes first every once in a while on like world news, what's going on in South America and Brazil specifically. So we threw up, you know, he's doing some fundraising. So we threw an ad up for him. Um, uh, we did Paul Cox. He does some comics for us. He's awesome. Um, he used to a Kickstarter and, you know, he wasn't getting, wasn't quite getting there. It's coming down to the wire. And, um, I don't think we had a huge, um, impact on actually getting him there. He did a lot of other networking, but you know, we're like, Hey, throw an ad up there and you know, you know, you, you help us out with, by doing comics and we'll support you. So we don't actually have any revenue coming in from the site. So a lot of what we're doing, we have, we have huge visions on stuff we want to do, but we all have full-time jobs. Um, but so just a lot of networking, trying constantly trying to find new people to write for us. Um, we want to, we want to vet them a little bit. We want to, you know, they can put sentences together and be reformed. Um, but you know, we have, we have right now we have a, a little bit of back and forth going on between um Lamont English and um uh, and Moses Flores on Amel Postmill kind of going back and forth a little bit and uh, I'd like to get something going on with education on you know should Christians send their kids to public school yes here's reasons why they should no here's reasons why they shouldn't and we want to try to get a little bit more back and forth where there's disagreement within the reformed world um I have my opinions on a lot of these and, you know, strong opinions, but we want to be able to have these conversations and have them in a place where I almost said have them in a safe place, but I don't want to get into the whole safe space thing. Um, but so that, yeah. So anyways, so we all got together and we're like, let's do this. So we, Scott, you know, finished the website and I got, we got like 50, 60, 70 writers lined up to at least write occasionally. Um, and, uh, we're, we're, you know, we hit the ground running in spring and we've been, we, we had a good high and now we're kind of leveling off and it's been fairly steady. Um, but, uh, our vision is we want to be, uh, the resource for news content. We want to be the place that, you know, specifically we're, we're not really over on, we are reformed on the website. Um, cause we want people who like me when growing up, you know, a non-denominational, slightly nominal Christian, like I want those people to be able to come to the site and like it. And yeah, I want to go here. This, this looks, this actually makes a lot of sense. I've never heard this before without using words like Calvinism and reformed and the stuff where, um, they might be like, what is this? This is, no, this is, this is too much. So we're, we're very much presuppositional in that we're not overt saying, um, using a lot of these terms and stuff. We, we, we assume a lot of what we already believe and just let it come through in, um, the articles. Yeah, I had uh, I probably had come across it before and, and just had sort of assimilated it as part of my 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 normal feed and and it wasn't until what really made it stand out to me was Lamont's recent article and well, I've since, I since have engaged him and reached out to him and and have been uh, turning some guys on to him out in Southern California and asked him to reach out to Jason and 
and some other brothers. I also talked with uh, Scott Allen Buss yesterday, and Scott and I are good buddies. I've been supporting him since he started. He, he, you know, these guys written a half dozen books. And uh, mm. in, in addition to Fire Breathing Christian, he's got his, uh, he had to stick people for Jesus adventure and his uh, End Times News, which he basically was trying to catch, um, you know, the uh, Babylon B for ratings. And they've been, I don't know if they'll ever catch, I don't know if they'll catch it, but, but he's a tremendously talented writer and uh, an illustrator, graphic artist, and he's worked for some big people. He's worked for Microsoft or Amazon or some people like that out in Seattle. So I told him that, you know, you, you, you know, you need to get some advertisement going. You know, I said, find out what it will cost to put an advertisement on there and let me know. Because I've been supporting him from the beginning. And he's just, and, and of course, do you know Tim Brown? Uh, I don't know him. No, I mean, I know, I know of him, but. Yeah, Tim, Tim does, uh, used to do Northwest, does Northwest Liberty News, Guns in the News, uh, Washington Post, I think, uh, and, uh, Sons of, Li- of Liberty Media. Uh, Bradley Dean's up there in the Twin Cities, isn't he? Do you know Bradley Dean? It doesn't ring a bell. Bradley Dean is, uh, one of the biggest, hottest tickets right now in syndicated terrestrial Christian talk radio, and this guy's theonomist. He's right. He's located up there. He's a former rocker. The guy's a. He's got hair down to his small of his back, and he's a tattoos, and he's a heavy metal drummer. But this guy is. I mean, he's like at the top of the heap. He's right there in the Twin Cities, and uh, Tim works with him. So, uh, and, and, and actually, Tim uh, used to work for Gary North, and now he works for Gary Demar. And Gary DeMar is the man behind that assortment of websites, news websites. And he's got a huge stable of writers and, mm-hmm. as well. So, so I wondered if there's any corroboration. It sounds to me like what what has to happen in in the near future is a conve- is a convention of people yeah. who are doing of people who are doing Christian websites and blogs and podcasts and and, and things like that. You know. There's been there's some guys that that, that that were that were that I knew about earlier and that are no longer around like Jerry Johnson from Night Teen Council or Eric Holmberg who still does some stuff I guess guys who've made videos and documentaries you get your Colin Guns and people on that end of that that caliber mm-hmm. Marcus Pittman it sounds to me like there almost needs to well I say it's an association of 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 Christian media people. To get together and, and because as we were talking about earlier, you know, we have all these various different endeavors, all these activities going on. You know, activity doesn't necessarily equal productivity. Right. And, uh, and, 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 and the thing about it is, is that, you know, God's design is for us to function as a body. And the various different parts of the body need to be need to work in a coordinated fashion if we're going to accomplish great things for God and extending his kingdom. Now, I realize that we talked about this with Kevin Swanson. You know, we day in and day out, our main obligation, our main task is to be faithful in our calling. And we don't see the big picture. God does. And we're, and we're, like, we're like pieces in a 10 million piece jigsaw puzzle, you know. Like, only God knows what this thing looks like. And, and only he knows exactly where we fit. 
and we just have to be the best peace we can be, you know, and, 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 and work in our calling and be faithful. And God is the one who gives the increase. God, it's all his work anyway. But there does seem to be a sense, in spite of that, that timeless, transcendent truth, nevertheless, it's, 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 we are in, in, in our, in, in our desire and our calling to be like Christ's life and to, to, to be good members of the body. We need to be able to work with other members of the body and not be, you know, your right hand doesn't get into a punching contest with your left hand and, and are slapping each other, you know. And so that, I mean, there's a lot of these kinds of ministries. I'm, who knows how many thousands of Christian media ministries uh, that are on, and you know, and I guess you could find a new one every week if you look for one, or every day maybe. Uh, like I came across the New City Times, and, and I didn't even, like I said, didn't know who, who was responsible for it. But uh, but I think Bojar is the one who posted something and was commenting about how it was his new favorite site for news. Well, naturally, I had to trot right over and check it out. And uh, and yeah. voila. And so now it's my new favorite for news. Uh, but it would be interesting to see, you know, how did you, uh, how, how do you vet, I guess you, vet, you vetted guys, you've got, you said you had like 70 writers? Yeah, I mean, uh, to start, it was really, um, I mean, I, I'm like, hey, we need, we need people. Um, we're ready, to, we're almost ready to launch and we need content up before, um, before we launch. We're not going to say, hey, you know, start spreading the news, um, for this new website and people go to it and there's nothing or maybe one article. Um, so you want to try to do something hard, try to convince people who are already busy, who are writers, to convince them to write articles, um, for a site that no one's going to yet, <laughs> that maybe someone will read if they look back enough. We just needed to fill it with content. Um, so, um, as far as finding finding the the writers um a lot of it has been networking um knowing knowing people just out there who either they already have blogs or they put out good stuff or um or or even people who just like Jordan Wilson um who just does, he he used to do just just huge facebook posts like just a big like and literally it's like a blog post in his facebook posts and so he would do that and I'm, I would comment and be like this would make a good news city times article and so it started out where he just hit a few of those I just like took and I'm like, I'm putting these up. I'm creating a profile for you. I don't care. I'm putting it up. And he's like, Oh yeah, awesome. Go ahead. Um, so it's, 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 it's knowing people and just seeing people who are, who, you know, are articulate and, um, are, you know, solid theologically. Um, and then it, it, once you get to that point where you, you have, you know, a, a decent base of people, you trust them to be able to analyze things, um, whether you agree with them or not, you know, all mail, post mail, all, you know, all the different, you know, perspectives within the reformed camp. Are, are you, being able are you, say, go ahead. No, just being, being able to say, Hey, here's the group of writers. Here's an article. We want something on this. Can someone write up on this? And just trusting the the group to be able to come up with something good. I, I'm just wondering, are you, are you starting, are you starting to reach the boundaries of what a man can do without being paid for it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Funny story. I won't, I won't give you the number, but when we first started with reconstructionist radio, uh, after starting the site and, you know, building, building the site and then setting up, I don't know, over a dozen podcasts and creating graphics for every episode, I've gotten out of that. So each, you'll notice like when a, when a new, um, other than audiobooks, when a new episode comes out for a blog post, it no longer has the title of that episode. It's just, you know, 
Axe to the Rip podcast episode. Listen now. Um, because I, I couldn't, it was too much to create a new graphic for each one for, you know, over, now over, over 12 podcasts, um, every day. It was just too much. Um, but Jason, we have Patreon. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll be open and honest. I, I have gotten a little bit of, um, I have gotten some money from Jason from, um, the Patreon money, um, for, for the time that I've put into building the site and, um, just setting everything up behind the scenes and all that. But I gave, he asked me, he's like, be honest, you know, up, up until now and everything you've done, like, what, what would you charge through one to marketing through your company? If someone was like, Hey, I want a website. We want, you know, podcasts and we want this and that and everything that you've done for us. How much would it cost? Like, what would you charge someone? So like, Hey, you know, this is what I charge an hour. And then I probably would do like a set fee, you know, for graphics. We want, you know, a graphic a day for each episode. So I'll, I would just charge this much a month, just, you know, like a, just a set fee for whatever you need and figured all that out. And it was like, it was, it was a big number. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not saying you need to pay me this, but this is like, this is what I would charge for it. And he's like, holy cow. Okay. Yeah. I'll start giving you some money from the Patreon. So, and I mean, I've, I, I've made, um, I wouldn't say I've made enough to recoup my time that I've lost with my wife yet. But, um, right now we're at the point, I mean, we've been doing it for a year and, you know, I, he's paid me enough for almost enough for what I would have charged to build a website alone, which, you know, for, for, like I said, I mean, I love having it there. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And now we're, I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just stop that and let's start putting money into recon radio. Cause we have so many things else that we want to do. Um, there's a lot of other ideas we have and, um, how wonderful would it be to be actually pay people to narrate these books, to be able to say, thank you. Um, the podcast hosts and the volunteers that are doing just endless hours of work behind the scenes also, you know, not counting like other, there's other people that are doing a lot of work too, um, to be able to, you know, throw them a bone and say, thanks for your help. You know, we're not, a, we're not a company. We're not a business. We're not making any money. We're not selling books. We're not, you know, people spend a lot of money buying audiobooks. Um, so this is stuff that's just out there for free. Um, and we're not making any money. And so, yeah, I, I, I might have hit my mark though. Back to your original question of what I'll do for free. And you'll see that actually on New City Times, we have an Amazon ad, um, which if you click on it, um, from New City Times, if you're going to shop on Amazon, if you click on that ad, then there's like a little cookie that goes in your browser. And if you buy something, we get like a penny for every hundred dollars you spend. That was literally me like, oh, we need to, we need money to, cause we, I mean, New City Times is, it's, it's awesome. It's such great things, especially when you listen to Marcus and all the stuff they're doing at Apologia. We're like, ah, I wish this was my full-time job because there's so many things I want to do that we want to do to, you know, podcasts we could be doing for news. I mean, look at, you know, Dennis Prager, his Facebook page. They're always putting out these awesome videos of, you know, just analyzing different things. And like, we, there's so many things we could be doing on social media, producing video content, YouTube, and, um, so many ideas, podcasts, all that stuff. But we all have full-time jobs and we all do side jobs and we all have kids, not all of us have kids, but most of us have kids. Adam and I both have four kids. Um, it, we just, we can't do what we want to do. And a while back, Marcus did a post. I keep referencing Marcus. He's a huge inspiration for, um, being, for, for doing hard work and doing technology work for the kingdom. But he did a post saying like, Hey, you got this fun side gig, you know, hobby. Why don't you start making money with it? You know, and it challenged a lot of people like money isn't bad. You know, don't be, don't be greedy, but you know, biblical economics, like I didn't learn that growing up. So it's almost like this stigma to like, you shouldn't try to make money off of people. Why not? People are buying this stuff anyways. They're going to send their money somewhere. 
Yeah, listen, I, 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 I have, uh, I've seen the recent uh, hubbub about Apologia Radio, and, and I think there is a challenge when a ministry starts to generate revenue. There is always the suspicion that they're revenue-driven, and, and that's, that's an unfair that's an unfair ju- judgment. I mean, uh, as you said, money's not bad. The labor is worthy of its hire, and mm-hmm. uh, the more you, the more you have, the more you can do. And uh, the, the kingdom of God does not run on air; it runs on absolutely. And, and people have families, and it's hard to be away from them. <laughs> so, what can uh, we'll continue to watch? Now, are you selling ads, or will there be ads for sale for New City Times? You know, we've I've started developing. Um, trying to develop a little packet of, cause we've had a couple people in, um, inquire, um, about, about ad space and nothing, nothing's panned out yet, but we're, we're starting to put stuff together for w- what we could charge. I mean, we're not, we're not CNN. We're not getting a million views a month, page views a month. So we're not, we're not like we're going to be making, you know, also we're making $5,000 a month in ads and we can do all these new things, but we are definitely seeking advertisers. So anyone who's interested, we would love to partner with you. Um, uh, if it's a good fit. Um, and this is not just, um, you know, not just apologia or missionaries. Um, we're, we're fine with whatever, anything that, anything that our readers will be interested in, you know, we're not going to put, um, an ad for, I don't know, shoes on the faith category. Maybe, maybe we would actually, uh, but so like, for example, you know, we still have the apologia ad up. It's been like, what, I don't know, a year now. I think we've, I think we've overstayed having that ad on there, but who cares? It's up there. It doesn't matter. But like that shows up on the faith category. It's not on our homepage. So we try to make things relevant so we can cater to people a little bit, but we're, we're very simple right now. And well, hopefully Scott will, uh, will reach out and, and, and I told him, I said, look, I want, because he is in a situation right now where he's paid, he's in a paid for click universe where, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're at, when your website gets enough hits, then I, I presume, I don't know how it works with this internet marketing that's more your ballywick, but where you, when you, like Babylon B, Babylon B generates money. I mean, he's getting so oh, yeah. many <laughs> hundreds of thousands of clicks and, uh, yeah. and, and, and Scott has tried to tap into that, not to copy. I mean, he's got a unique stick, a unique angle on mm-hmm. what he does, but, uh, yeah, but he's in that universe where he's paid for how many, you know, when he hit, you hit a certain traffic then evidently the money starts looking for you. And and, and I don't know if, if you're in that stream or not, but but uh no, we're not talk, <laughs> Yeah, we've talked about a lot of things. I think you know a couple of things is, you know, how how to use these tools not only to keep people informed individually, but also how to coordinate efforts together to communicate with one another and to cooperate with one another and uh, you know, uh, um, oftentimes the charge is, 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 is sent out where well, they're trying to build their own little kingdom. Well, no, it's not, it's not as crass as all that. It's not as mercenary as all that. But it, it, there is money involved. And if you're going to be, do something excellent, like I said, there, there's a limit to what you can be expected to do as a busy father, husband, uh, mm-hmm. uh, professional in other areas. So how can listeners to the war room how can they help you right now? Yeah. Um, well, like you said, How much your we're all busy. Can, we're doing... can we pay your mortgage for you or something? <laughs> that would be fantastic. We'll, um, open up our, we'll open up our war room treasure chest here. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just talking with some uh, some guys today about that. Like, oh, if I just if we could just freed up, you know, even just if I didn't have, if this could be my full time job, I could do so much more. But yeah, um, I mean, like with New City Times, we all have full time jobs. We're all doing this for free. Like, we pay for hosting. We pay for all the software to create the graphics. We're paying for. Um, I mean, it depends on what we would normally charge per hour for our services. We're spending hours and hours and hours a day. Um, and people don't necessarily co really come to us. We're not at the point where we're, we're, we're less than a year old. People don't come to us and say, you know, five people a day, here's our article. It's, I'm seeing something. I'm like, Hey, you should hash that out a little bit into like four paragraphs, a little bit more, you know, Facebook post, make that into an article for us. Um, it, or saying, Hey guys, here's this thing that's going on. Like with the Paul Gia, uh, their end abortion now where like I put it, posted the article. We have a Facebook group, a secret Facebook group with all our writers. Not much of a secret anymore, but I'll just post a link and be like, Hey, we want someone to, to report on this. Say what's going on. This is awesome. Ending abortion. Who wants to write on it? So every, we're, we're constantly seeking out trying to find writers because we don't pay because we're not making money. We're, we're actually spending money. The people who run this site, we're spending money to have this here that people are enjoying and getting, you know, it's fruitful. They're getting stuff out of it, which is great. And that's why we love it. And that's why we spend the time and the money, cost money to do this. Um, but we're not making money, which means we can't pay our writers. So we're, we're trying to get as much exposure to the site as possible so that when people write, um, you know, every article at the bottom has a little, has a little author box. And so you can have a picture and you can have a description. You get links to all your social media and you can say, you know, you know, Mark Jones has written some articles for us. He's a pastor at this church. He's written this book with a direct link to it on Amazon so they can go buy it. Uh, we've had some other people who are, you know, wrote a guy wrote a, a kid's book and he's tr wants to try to get some exposure on his kid's book. Well, he's a good writer and he can write something in no time at all. We'll just start writing articles on random things that you see on Facebook. People are talking about, you know, on the trending side, if you see something on the, on the side, the trending bar, what's going on in the world. It doesn't have to be Christian related related. We have categories for everything. Um, just throw together a few paragraphs and analyze it or talk, talk about it and put it up and, you know, it gets exposure for you. Um, I think it's kind of the style you see a lot with like Huffington Post and stuff where people, they want to write because they want to be featured on that site. They know they're going to get exposure and to be able to say I was on that site. You know, we get that from some people saying like, Hey, I just wrote my first article for this website or here's my latest article for New City Times. Like they're proud of it. And so that's what we want to do is you build a site that people are proud to write for so that we don't necessarily have to pay them. We would love to pay them. If we get to the point where we're actually making money and not paying to have it up, we will pay our writers. We will pay you. We will one day. Um, but we can't right now because we're paying to have it up. Um, so maybe a way, a, a call to any listeners listening is if, if you're a writer, if you know anyone who's a writer, a, a blooming writer, someone who wants to, you know, wet their, wet, wet their teeth a little bit on, on writing and reporting or, you know, if they have a blog, we, we don't want it to be a blog, but if they like to write and they want more experience, like we're here. If, if you're decent and you can, we're not having our editors not having to fix a million grammatical errors. If you're funny and you can write some quick satire, we have a satire category. Um, let us know. Hook us, you know, hook us up with someone you know, or message us if it's you. Um, if you see something that's a good article, we've actually found really good articles that are out there already, even if they're a year or two old that are just really good. We'll message them. I've done a couple times where I see an awesome article. I'm like, hey, would you mind if we feature this on our site? And that's normal for a lot of sites to do is put it, we'll just copy and paste it basically. And then say this site, this post was originally, um, this article was originally written at this site and put a link to it. Um, 
So any, if anyone sees good content, if they know a good writer, anyone who wants, you know, some advertising, whatever, um, that, that, all that would be awesome. Or like our Facebook page, you can actually, when you're on our Facebook page, you can, um, under the like, you can hover over like and you can hit, um, so there's like something like notifications or follow. So you actually get notified every time we post new articles, which is less than once a day lately. So it's not a ton. You're not going to get bombarded, but then you'll know every time we write an article, like it, comment it, comment on it and share it. That's huge. Um, as you see, Marcus is always saying, you know, Facebook is burying our stuff because they can and they don't like us. So share it, share it, share it. You can't, you can force us to get publicity. Um, so just interacting with our stuff would be awesome on Twitter, on Facebook. Those are two big ones. Um, interact with us, follow our page. Don't just like it. And, you know, maybe like a couple articles, if it's a good article, share it, um, share it to groups. Uh, that's a huge one is groups. If you have a, a niche, a group on, you know, reformed libertarians, if, you know, if you're in that group and you see an article on our site, that's about politics and, you know, th throw it in there and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, Hey, this is right up our alley. Here's another perspective. Or if you just want to write a check for my mortgage, I can give you my address. Just PM me. <laughs> well, there's four of us. So there's four mortgages. We could split it. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, if there's anybody out there that's uh, rolling and dough, you know, these are, you know, there, this is a, a kingdom principle that if you are fed, uh, you need to tip the person who fed you. And, uh, mm. that is, that's a kingdom principle. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's true of, of, whether you're, you know, you're being ministered to uh, at, a, at a local congregation, but uh, mm -hmm. but but this New City Times, uh, Reconstructionist Radio, the others mentioned, uh, these are kingdom endeavors, and uh, again, the kingdom doesn't run on air. So uh, mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Know, I mean, I tell you what, if nothing else from this uh, time I've talked to you tonight, listen to you, my head is swimming. I feel like I have an easy job. I only have to drive four thousand miles a week and 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 coax somebody. <laughs> Once a week to spend an hour talking to a truck driver, and that, <laughs> compared to your responsibilities, I feel like I've got a cakewalk. I really do. So um, anyway, Dustin, I really appreciate you spending this time with us tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll hear more. I'm sure you have big plans that are that are not being prosecuted merely for the resources to do it. So uh, uh, believers. You know, make all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Well, Dustin, appreciate you so much. All you do, brother, you're a, you're a gift to us. Thank you. And we appreciate you so much. Good night, everybody, from The War Room. Thank you for joining us in The War Room. Please enjoy The Nation's Rage, Psalm 2, By My Soul Among Lions. Why do the nations rage? The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now 
to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.